Honey, where are you going? Where are you going? <sighs> again? Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. Are you really doing season four of that stupid podcast? Y'all know the name of the show. It's Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. And what do guys do when they talk sports at the bar? They drink beer. So if you want to buy us a beer, you can Venmo us. The Venmo is at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. Thanks for joining us today. This is the podcast dedicated to the endless sports controversies covered at bars daily, but we decided to capture that and just record it and stream it to the world. And that's what we do every week here on Guys Brother Sports at MJ's Bar and Grill, South Carolina in Columbia. And we got all kinds of diversity around here when it comes to fandom, though. We're not just a bunch of Gamecock fans, although we do like the Gamecocks some, and I know everybody it's good here. For the local economy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we got one person paying them a bunch of money every. Oh, two of y'all are paying them <laughs> a bunch of money every. Why do you every think month? I am wearing this shirt tonight? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I'm paying money. I'm not wearing the shirt. I don't know why you're not wearing the shirt. I'm just having to put it on my back. Some matchups that we're going to be looking at, some college football games. Florida Utah is going to open up on Thursday. We're going to talk about the LSU FSU game, which is going to be on Sunday. We're going to talk about the Carolina North Carolina game, which is Saturday and that, college game day. Carolina South Carolina game. The trademark is owned by the Tar Heels. Carolina versus North Carolina game. Versus South Carolina. Right. How about this? On oh this God. show, on this show, we will refer to whoever the winner is of that game this week nope. as Carolina. Nope. No? No. You will Trade not go along with that? Oh, whatever. Okay. And we're going to talk about some other games as well. So stay tuned for those games and our take on those. We'll, we'll say the Gamecocks and the Tar Heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So. Y'all know every sports show has a way that they predict games, right? Every every sports show out there, ESPN, you got 24-7 sports, you got all these different podcasts. Everyone has their different way that they're going to predict sports, right? Here at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, we have a very simple yet highly accurate model to predict games. That's Landon the Legend. The legend. <laughs> Landon the Legend. You may need to re-listen a few times to what he says because it's hard to understand it sometimes. But he is our way to predict the sport. So we're going to go ahead and let him tell y'all the outcome of the LSU versus FSU game, the Carolina versus South Carolina game, and the Florida versus Utah game, all right? So let's go ahead and listen to what he's got to say. All right, so that's our boy, Landon the Legend. He is three years old, by the way. So if you're listening to him, 
and you're taking it, and you're gonna take it to Vegas and put some money hey, on this hey, stuff. Hey, hey, he got me paid last yeah. year. So if you're gonna listen to him, and you do not blame the guys at the bar talking sports <laughs> if you lose. But listen, if we keep up with this kid and see what his outcomes are, if he beats Vegas. Hey. He might have the best system in place hey, right he's, now. He's a money line kind of guy. <laughs> exactly. All right. So anyway, that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and thank somebody very special, Beth Becker, for giving us some money for our alcohol intake. Thank you very much. We do overindulge in alcohol sometimes, and uh, Beth went ahead and sent us some money to buy us a round. It will pay for my man here, my man Chief's water this week. But if you want to go ahead and shoot us over some money, it's at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports on Venmo. So check that out. And what did you want to say about that, Chief? So, so just a shout out to uh, Queen City United Realty, uh, as well as uh, we got to say War Eagle for, for Beth for sending Yeah, I, the one time in my life I will say War Damn Eagle. War Damn Eagle. Yeah, we, <laughs> hey, we will sell our souls to the devil for, for, a, for a drink. For We're a cheap. Round of beer. Yep. And so go, go Navy for her, too. Yeah. Go Navy. So, at guys, the Bar on Sports on Venmo if you want to check that out. So, let's go ahead and do some introductions real fast. We have actually solidified our contract with Landon the Legend, so he got to open up the show. Hey, right? he's, he's a good man. Shot of apple Can't juice. Parents, nah, but the kid's good. <laughs> Supposedly, we got to do a shot of apple juice. That's the payment oh, that's on the show. Well, you, okay, I can do that. So we're going to have to figure out how to get a, get a glass of apple juice over here. And then we also solidified the contract with my man Chopper here. Hello. What are you drinking, Chopper? That is an interesting yep. beer. This is a Sam Adams Porch Rocker. Nice. Delicious. Hey, Chief, Chief's over here with his cocktail with some I, lemon in it. I'm having hydrox with lemons. Man, we, hold up. This is guys at the bar talking at a bar drinking. Man, hold up. We want to get this right for the future moving forward, man. You want to you have to figure a way around your alcohol consumption to uh, make it include you Tuesday can have one. <laughs> yeah, you can have one cocktail. Don't on drink a, on Sunday. Drink on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> I know. We'll buy him a shot every week. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you got there, Rebel? Makers and diet, as always. All right, and we got my woman, Cheeks, over here. Hello, hello, hello. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Pink Whitney double <laughs> with soda water. Out, out of a Miller Lite cup. <laughs> I am, because I'm classy like that. Classy like that, <laughs> How many of them are you drinking right now? I'm on number two, so this should be an interesting no. show. Is Pink Whitney, is that that? <laughs> That'd be a total of four. That's, That's that vodka, yeah. Okay, and I got myself a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Always delish, by the way. So let's go ahead and jump into some conversations about games. And last weekend we had two top 25 teams play. We usually don't focus on the past. We're not looking in the rearview mirror around here. But the problem is there's not a lot of good big games this weekend. So we gotta. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the past for just a little bit. And that's going to be the USC game against and we're also going to talk about the Notre Dame game. So Notre Dame versus Navy, USC versus San Jose, San Jose State, right? And let's go ahead and jump into this. Let's start with the USC game. So the biggest talk after that game specifically was the offense was looking good, the defense was looking like crap. Chief, right. thoughts? Right. I know seven, you got seven, a couple notes there. Seven-point spread at the half. That shouldn't have been. USC, strong offense. Uh, Zach Branch and Caleb Williams, or uh, uh, Caleb Williams, 
great teamwork, but you can't win football games if you don't have defense. If you if you held San Jose, if you let San Jose State score 28 points, how are you going to do when you start playing some serious competition? Yeah, and that was, I mean, and that's a game where San Jose State may end up being good this season. It's one of those teams where they, absolutely not. It, well, within their within their conference, they may be good this season. That's been yeah. the case in the past, but not compared to a Pac-12 team that's supposed to be at the. I mean, they're what ranked number six right now, right? Or are they ranked number nine? I'm not sure. That no, they be, were six. They were six. They were six. So yeah. they're still going to be. They're still technically six right now. Right. Rebel, I know that you're about to blow up over here. I see your face turning red. What's going no, on? No. So since I apparently can't, I say it too frequently. I'll spill it. Don't call him trash. T R A S H. No. Trash. No. No. Look, here's the thing: is this? They're a Pac-12 team. They're a Pac-12 team. You know what? I'll give them a little bit of a pass. That's one of those things of being being having played at a smaller school. That was San Jose State Super Bowl. I don't care who they play the rest of the year. They 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 worked all summer for that game. They gave them a good game for a half, and then they and then they stretched it out. The thing, if I am a USC fan, aka Cheeks over here, <laughs> I worry about their defense because you run them up against Georgia's defense, you run them up against Clemson's defense, you run them up about probably a mid-tier SEC defense. How about, how about Utah? Uh, you know, but but the feel good. The Pac-12 don't play Oregon. They don't play defense anyway, so they can compete out there. It's going to be every game out there is going to be a shootout, and that's fine. It'll be fun to watch. But when push comes to shove, and you're talking about the Final Four. Are you going to take a Pac-12 team in and let San Jose State score 30 points on them? So, look, I'll give them a pass the first week because, again, that I, I've been there and done that environment. What are they going to do moving forward once they get into their conference to where they've got some pretty good teams? If they're allowing 30, 40 points a game every game and they're winning based on a shootout, they get crushed in the Final Four. And that being said, like, USC – is going to be playing Utah, which is known as having a pretty damn good defense in the Pac-12. It's a Pac-12 defense over there in Utah, but they still are, you know, they're 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 able to stop that shootout game that's going to be going they on. Can. They can. So, they have enough defense to to quell it a little bit. Yeah. It's just again, we'll, we'll see how the re results go. I'm just not sold on USC, um, especially after that. That kind of reinforced it a little bit. But you know what? That's why they play the game. But you guys, that was the very first game of the season. Cut them a break. You're going to judge an entire season off of the very first game. I mean, they had 56 points on the board. Cut me a break. Cut me a break. Scoring's not going to be the problem. They were up by seven at the half. Well, and they and they 14 at the half. And a team that has a, a that has depth that has a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. But a, a team <laughs> they got that has, four touchdowns. But a team that has depth on defense is going to be able to compete with them at that point, you know? They're going to be able to, like, San Jose State could not put up a lot of points in the second half. They put up a ton of points in the first right. half. All of a sudden, okay, go ahead. What, what are their next tests? What are USC's next tests? Who are the, who are the, ne the people yeah. they play next? So the biggest games they're going to be playing, so the biggest games they're going to be playing, they're playing Utah, they're playing Washington, they're playing uh, Oregon. So those no, are three big games. you've missed have. their biggest game. We'll talk about this later, in my opinion. No. No. They're playing The Oregon playing State Ducks are going to surprise a lot of people this year. They're going to surprise some people You've been watching Josh Payton. They are going to surprise some people this year. Theoretically, this team can come out eight points. Theoretically, this team, if, if they don't figure things out on defense, I would say that's the case. Absolutely. But let's talk about Branch, though. Come on. 
They, I just don't. Not an eight and four, not even a nine and three. In, unless Lincoln Riley can figure things out on defense, which the first thing they're going to do is go back to the to the drawing board and say, "Holy crap, we thought we were we thought we were in it with defense. We're not. Let's figure things out." That's what they have to do. Well, to, the to, well, to, fi to figure this out, okay. to be fair to them, their next their next you could argue three definitely five games: Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State should all be wins. Colorado, nobody knows what's going out in Boulder. No, they're gonna win. That. No, and they're expected to win. They'll win that. They're supposed to win. Like <laughs> and then they got, and then they got Arizona, and then they got Notre Dame, which is kind of an ironic dovetail into the next piece of this conversation. So that was but, amazing. But wait a second. So you also have to remember that Caleb Williams came out at the beginning of the fourth. Okay, so some of you people were camping and didn't see that. But he came out early, and his backup quarterback still scored but, a touchdown. But you're, you're missing, and the, he ran it in the You're missing the point here. I think the point of the conversation about USC is not can they score points, can right. they stop people, and that's going to be yeah. their downfall. Yeah. Whether they can, or they can stop. It's, so, nobody's questioning offense. It's do they have enough defense to stop, say, Notre Dame, who the first week of the season. Once again, this is the very first game of the season. I agree. You said so, that about the Eagles so, for 16 yeah. weeks last week. So I did. I won't argue with you. <laughs> so let's not beat that. TCU. <laughs> let's not beat that dead horse then. Let's move on to another game. And that's going to be Notre Dame versus Navy. Our man, the rooster, last week claimed that Notre Dame is in a position where they can be in the top four at the end of the season. He was all adamant about that. He, and I mean, I, did, I, I said that that's a possibility because of where their quarterback's at, right? This guy comes from Wake Forest, knows what he's doing, great quarterback in Wake Forest, has a team around him now that can make it happen. So, Notre Dame versus Navy, thoughts on that? No, Notre Dame did what Notre Dame was expected to do. If they didn't, if they, 42 to 3, if that had, if they had, That's not what they're expected to do because the spread was not... 39 points. No, 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 but what I'm saying is they were expected to go on the field and be the far superior team, and that's exactly what they were. And they uh, highly Notre Dame's stacked field. A field goal. Now, look, Sam Harvard's fantastic quarterback. Nobody's going to question that. He, he was able to win at Wake Forest. That's something to be said for that. Um, four touchdowns, 444 yards. But they're playing Navy, and Navy has been – so, look, Navy's had years where they could surprise people. They've been on the downward spiral for a few years now. They've right. got a new head oh, coach. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of in, in between right now. The thing with Notre Dame is this. We're going to find out in a few weeks because the next part of their schedule is Tennessee State, which will be a slam dunk. Yes. At NC State, which is never easy, so you never know. Central Michigan, but then they get Ohio State. So, by week – was that week four – we're going to find out if they're legit or not. If, if they, if they, I think we're going to play by week State two. Soundly. No. If they beat NC State soundly, then they're going to be a contender against Ohio State. If, oh. if NC State even keeps it close, if NC State keeps it close with Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is not the, not the uh, top five, maybe not even top ten. Because why? Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Me, none of this matters. Why do you say that? Oh, he, it's, 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 he's beating his horse every year. That's why. <laughs> he's a, he's an SEC homer. He's waving sodas. So and so and so and so or can't beat this team. They can't get to the end of the season and finish strong ever. So it doesn't matter. So that so they makes can do that. It doesn't matter. So that makes them not a top four team at the end of the season. Then put it like Historically speaking, somehow. the last time they made it to the final four was was at Mante Teo, who got catfished. Which blew that all out of the water. Is that like 2013 or it's something? It's been a while. Yeah. So to 
to his and point you. is they they always find a way to lose a game they shouldn't they shouldn't lose during the season. And the problem is their schedule is not strong enough to support a one loss get into it. Because again, NC State, you can argue whether they're good or not. Ohio State, legit. USC, we'll call them legit right now. And Clemson. Outside of that, they don't play anybody of but any if, consequence. If they win those three games, but they but they lose to an NC State, does that still make them a playoff contender? Oh, no. All no. thing okay. Not when you're blowing through a conference like the SEC. Not unless you're like considering like a three loss NC State. Yeah. Right. But if Ohio but if Ohio State at the end of the season is a one loss team and their one loss is to Notre Dame. Do they get in? Oh, well, they get more consideration. They get more consideration because yeah. strength of schedule is way better than Notre Dame. Assuming that Notre Dame has an overall good schedule and Ohio State's one loss is Notre Dame, yeah, because that's a huge rivalry, too. But you guys are talking about a game that was played pretty much on home field advantage. I mean, it really was stacked against me. And this is games. why when we expand the playoffs, this conversation right. changes. But anyway. This, yeah, but I mean – Navy, yes, this was an expected. It was expected that Notre Dame yes. would win a blowout the way that they just yeah. did. Yeah. Probably not that expected, um, but it was. It, it wasn't highly unlikely. No, no. Right. Say that. I don't right. think anybody went. Wow, we didn't see this coming. Yeah. Well, maybe right. if you're a Navy grad, maybe. <laughs> so with Notre Dame, it is yet to be seen that Rooster is going to be right at the end of the season. Yeah, 100. Yes. I think what's going yes. to hurt. Well, okay, and then Ohio State really defines Yeah, that. I think that's the problem is they're going to roll through the first three weeks of the season feeling their oats. They're then going to go to Raleigh and be like, whoa, and then when they go to Columbus, they're really going to find out at that point. So if they get through if they get through Ohio State undefeated, at that point then I will change my team. Let's put it to you like that. And the good thing about Clemson, or them playing Clemson, is Sam Hartman's played Clemson before. Correct. He knows that. He gives him an he, advantage. He, get, he has an advantage. So, I think if they could beat Ohio State, unlikely, that's true. But if they do beat Ohio State, Clemson will be a little bit easier. But, and, and everyone's expectations will be like, if they're Notre Dame, baby. If they're that good, I'm, I think they'll roll over Clemson if they beat Ohio State. All right. So, we'll go ahead and And let me say correct that Ohio State is at Notre Dame. So, let me correct that. So. It's at Notre Dame. They'll let the grass grow 10 inches, except it's AstroTurf now. They'll find a way. They'll get some extra thick AstroTurf. Yeah. All right, most exciting part of the season right now for me is the, begin or is the beginning of the season, right? Because all of my dreams, all of my hopes, all of my – about to be dashed. <laughs> oh, Don't man. break me down like that, man. It's like popping a kid's balloon. All right, so <laughs> – We're talking about my hopes and my dreams. <laughs> okay? Yeah, but they all hinge upon this Listen, They're all my hopes, my dreams, this time of year, I still have a team that I think is going to be 10 and 2. Because they're not defeated yeah. as of today. Even Landon the Legend said Florida's going to win this game. Okay? He actually might be right. Exactly. So. And the reason why he might be right is why? Well, first of all, Cam doesn't play. Second of all, Cam, if you look at the statistics on how fast they played last year, their team statistically got through more plays than any other team. So he needs to slow the clock down 
because he's not 100%. If he doesn't know how to slow the clock down, That's he's going to be out though. early. That's not their offense. Though. So just for those of y'all that don't know, we're talking about we're talking about the Utah-Florida game. Everyone jumped ahead on me on this. Then, then you, need, okay. you need to take an audible here. Cam, Ri <laughs> Cam Rising versus Graham Mertz, right? Cam Rising may not even be there. He may right. not be playing. True. This is a guy that if, if he is playing, he's a mobile quarterback. This is a guy that gets those extra 5, 10 yards with his legs when, I mean, he, that's what he's known for. Yep. He had knee surgery in January. He is not going to be mobile during that game if he plays. That's correct. So Absolutely correct. So on Thursday night, they're going to be playing with a backup quarterback. Now, supposedly, the quarterback for Utah that's backing Cam Rising up is pretty good, right? Is it, is it a different guy than what came in last year? Because if not, yeah. It is, yes. Yeah. It's, it's the same guy that came in last year when Cam Rising got yeah. hurt. Yeah, I don't know. His, I can't remember his name. I was trying to look that up. But that being said. He looks scared. Yeah. <laughs> scared. So his last name is Barnes. Um, he's, he's appeared 13 times for the Utes in the four years he's been there. He's accounted for 453 yards, five touchdowns. Two interceptions on an almost 65% completion. Um, most of his snaps have, have come in relief of rising right off the bench. But well. here's here's the thing that Florida has to be aware of. Tell me more. Florida has to fight the altitude and the lack of humidity. That's that, right. That's a factor. Yep. And that, to me, the, the two guys who are going to be impacted are Trevor Etienne and Montreal. Yeah. They can't run as fast as they're used to running. Then that could slow them down. Do you think lack of humidity affects that? Yep. Well, nah, they're gonna be that's that's awesome. Yeah. Salt Lake City is at it's forty. Dry. Salt Lake City is at forty-two hundred feet. Gainesville, Florida is at like four feet. Well, it's to me, to me, to me. Here's the thing: is you can even look at if you want to expand this out to the NFL. Um, it's not so much the humidity or the elevation. Elevation will matter more than humidity, in my opinion. But it's, but, but it's, it's East Coast, West Coast travel. You can go to the NFL and look statistically speaking at teams that have to travel East Coast and West Coast. Whichever one's doing the traveling has a very lower winning percentage versus the one that gets to play at home who didn't have to travel. Yeah. My, my thing is this, is this. Again, is Utah's quarterback playing? That's, a, that's probably the biggest question in this. Um, right now, Utah's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the game's closer than that. Why? Because I believe in Billy Napier. I, I think he's called a bad rap. The guy can coach. I've seen him coach. He coached against my boys. Um, he just needs. A lot needs of people can coach. Doesn't mean it's the right fit. It ain't about a fit. It, it's. I think he's left. I think it's kind of like Muschamp. He got left with a covered bear, and he's trying to figure it out. Are they going to give him time? Do I think Florida wins the game? No. I think this will be a fun game to watch. So, 4,200 feet above sea level. How much does that really play into this? Because this is what I, I looked this up today because I'm very concerned. Three days to acclimate your three to five days to acclimate yourself to to altitude is the norm, right? You need to get your red blood cells up a level so that you're getting more oxygen in your body. It takes right. three to five days to do that. I don't know what the hell Florida's thinking, but they left today on a oh. Tuesday to go to Dallas to practice tomorrow. And on Wednesday night, they're leaving to fly to Utah. So they're going to be 24 hours. They're going to be less than 24 hours in that altitude. That's going to have an impact. What's Dallas? 400 feet above sea level-ish? 
Yeah, I mean, ish. Negligible. Negligible, yeah. So, so what that tells me is Florida's offense this year is, explain, is expecting and what they are game planning to be quick strike. They're not trying to grind out 12, 15 play drives. They're going to try they to score. Can't, yeah. They can't. They're trying to score four, five, six, ten plays max. Get their guys off the field. And maybe they move to get in. their defense off Correct. the field. Quick so, too. so if they get into a four and out kind of situation, they get crushed. They're going to get crushed. They get crushed. Absolutely. And that, that's my biggest concern about my boys in Florida right now is that 4,200 foot elevation. I did not think about that until today. And then I got to think about it. I was like, oh, crap, we're going 0 and 1. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not, but. I mean, for landing the legend's sake, because I'm rooting for him now because I don't have a dog in a fight. <laughs> Cam Rising either might not play at all, or he might play and not play well with that knee. You know, it's, he may be restricted. He's probably wearing a brace. I think no he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to play that well. Could, that could be major impact. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that's a detail that they overlooked? I think that it's a detail that because they should have went to Utah on Tuesday. They should have left today to yeah. get two good days in. They yeah. should have left yesterday to get three days, three good days in. The university's not going to allow that. So that, that's an educational thing. They're not going to allow them to go three days in advance. They can schedule ever how they want to schedule. The university's not going to allow that. What I don't understand is making the pit stop, and, and it doesn't matter. Why, why, why stop in Dallas to go? Just get out there oh, and do what you're going to do. They're hurricane tomorrow. Originally, they are going to fly tomorrow to Utah directly. Okay. Okay, so that's fine. today they flew to so Dallas. why didn't they go to Utah directly today? Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not like they can't get a hotel room. Right. right. You know, right. to me, it's something that has definitely been overlooked. The two, the two days lag to get there, I get well, that. That's pretty standard. Well, well, the thing is, two days lag to get there, uh, that's kind of expected. That happens. The pit stop in between, I don't get. I don't, no, I don't feel like that's an sense. advantage. No. It doesn't to go, make sense. To go practice no. in 110 uh, degree Texas heat, to then go to... 75 at 4,200 feet elevation. Uh, I don't get that, but we'll see. I'm very worried about my boys in orange, <laughs> orange and blue. I can tell you that. I but I will so. be right here at MJ's Bar and Grill on Thursday night quick, at 8 p.m. watching that game. Quick question. Take all those factors out. If they were playing in Gainesville, would you be worried? No, because I think because <laughs> it's hard to come to Gainesville and win. They, they have a similar team that they had last year, but they don't have as many stars this year over in Utah. Um, Cam Rising is going to be, I think he's going to be out for the game. The reason why is because they need to win the Pac-12. They're not going to risk him going in and playing the Gators and not win the Pac-12. If he does not play, Florida wins the game. If he does not play, Florida wins, Florida okay. wins the game. I, right. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I, I don't know. Still, I still think we got too many factors in here. It could be close. It, yeah, exactly. Sadly, but... The, the spread is six now, and that's probably one. Sadly, there's not a lot of big games in week one, unfortunately. There, in past seasons, there's been some pretty big games in week one. Uh, this year, you have LSU, you have Florida State. They're playing together on Sunday. Uh, you got Duke, you got Clemson. Eh, not really that big of a game. But it's and on then, Monday. And then you got University of South Carolina versus Carolina Tar Heels. And we'll go ahead and start and talk about the um, – the Duke versus Clemson game. The reason why I want to bring that up is I think that this is a game that, believe me, you're going to think I'm freaking crazy. What but I think, I think Duke may be able to pull out a win against I Clemson. Too. I totally do too. reason why I say that, Riley Leonard threw for 2,967 yards last season, and he's back this season at Duke, right? 
that's a pretty strong quarterback. Um, he also has a lot of stars, a lot of the same team around him from last season. Three names, Kate Klubnik, Will Shipley, and Bill Mappa. And that is where you're going to see all the points in that whole game. Those three guys are well, going to and, and, and the thing that, that you don't see that you're going to see over the course of the season with them begrudgingly is where they got the stoutest recruitment this past year was on the defense, defensive side of the ball. That's where they got significantly stronger just because their offense, they had a lot of returners, but on defense where they recruited like their five stars, four star recruits they got in are on the defense side of the ball. Um, begrudgingly, they're gonna be better than people probably give them credit for after having a down season last year. Um, but they, they, they go into Durham and roll them. Dude gives them a quarter. Well, they're, yeah. at, they're at two. It doesn't matter. That stadium holds 25,000. I mean, they can't, they can't one of the smallest ACC stadiums. The smallest. Yeah. They home, hang with them for quarter. Home field advantage does not matter when you're in a stadium that has 25,000 people. It's easy now. Um, there's not enough. <laughs> you know what's funny is it's going to be a sea of orange. Oh, yeah. If there's cowbells. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're, yeah, what is uh, Mississippi Mississippi State, they have yeah. 35,000. Yeah. But, but factually, yeah. both of the records were very similar last year. The, only, the difference is when, Clemson, true, yeah. when Clemson lost, Clemson got their asses handed to them. Yeah, and, they but did. when Duke lost, they lost close, really close. They did, yeah. I think this is a team that can pull one off. I mean, that would yeah. be a crazy upset first game of the season. But that's my, besides the Florida Gators beating Utah, Tigers, that's Tigers, Tigers by 14, I bet you water. Tigers by 14, you bet me some water. I, I will oh, throw a lemon in that water if you bet me on well, that one for sure. Because all the other factors that could factor into this, you'd say, oh, could they overlook them going into the next week because of the big game. They play Charleston Southern the next week. They play Florida Atlantic the next. They have no reason to not be prepared for this game until they get to Florida State on the 23rd of September. So, Clemson. So, to me, barring some catastrophic injury to a key player, I mean, Duke's a good story. You know, Duke's one of those schools. If they get bowl eligible, they're happy. So they're 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 we're, we're rah rah rah. We're trying to win six wins. One of those, they're not. It ain't Clemson. So again, I, could they pull it? Yeah, it's it ain't happening. happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And Clemson's gonna bring a huge fan base. Well, Clemson's gonna bring the heat too. I mean, they're they, they haven't been on fire for the last couple seasons. I think that they have been surpassed by FSU and the ACC at this point. Clemson, Clemson's in a season to try to remain relevant. They really are because, you know, they were on the national stage. They were in the you know, in the final four for many, many years. And last year they had a down year by their standards. By their record last year would be fantastic for a lot of teams. For their standards, not so much. They are on a defining year this year of are they going to remain relevant? Are they going to fade off into the sunset? They so. have an amazing offensive coordinator now. Uh, you did just say something earlier that just – No, no, I did not say the Ducks. I said the Beavers. The Beavers, that's who he's playing for. No, he's playing for the – no, he already played. Oh, yeah. shit, i got to resend that now. Oh. <laughs> he's terrible. He's that terrible. reminds me of an earlier conversation. All right. You don't All right. know what's going to happen with those four. But, okay, so I get – but He's you're really in. that bad. Yeah, he's really that bad. Yay. All right. Let's move on. 
to the we're gonna save the the Carolina game for last, okay? I think we're it's the most entertaining game. Yeah, so we're gonna go on to the Florida State University. I hate them. I despise them, but they're in my final four at the end of the season. Me too. Versus LSU. I don't really like LSU, and I have them in my final four at the end of the season. Nope. My thoughts on that. These two is knocking the other one out of the final four. That's not true. Because one of those teams can lose this game and still get into the final four by winning the SEC championship. The other team, if they lose this game, it, it, it makes the rest of their season irrelevant no matter how many games I, they win. And that's FSU. So that being said, I think that Florida State can pull this off, and it is in. It's in Tallahassee. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's in not. Orlando. It's in a neutral oh, that's site. Right. Yeah, that's right. It is a it's neutral in a spot. neutral site. Because last year it was in the Superdome. That's right. I think the paths of both of these teams are about to say, take the same trajectory that they took last year. Florida State beat them game one, and then it took LSU beating Alabama to be relevant in the conversation at the LSU end of the year. LSU won that game last season. Yeah. I beat Florida State. That was their loss. Was it Florida State? Yes. That was their loss to Florida you are State. Correct. Florida State beat LSU. First game of the year. Yep. Did that? Yes. Yep. And then Florida yep. State shit the bed. Why am I hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget. So, so now we have NIL. Mason Smith has to sit out for giving selling an autograph two seasons ago before NIL. So he has to sit out one game. That's a ridiculous penalty. That's a dumb penalty. And it's from the Projection on this is Florida State wins a nail biter in, in Orlando. They'll have a home crowd compared to LSU being it that it's in Orlando. And at that point, then they run through the ACC. It's going to take LSU with an upset on the west side of that bracket. Again, just how it happened last year, it's my projection. We'll see what happens. Not so fast. LSU wins this game. I agree. Why do you say that? They're pretty good. They're going for blood. I think LSU has all the cylinders running this season. They have they have a team that's returning 16 starters. Now that is not the one thing that is the most important thing in college football, having the starters, but productivity. It's like 87% of their productivity from last season is coming back. FSU, very similar stats. This is a team, these are two teams that are pretty much the same teams playing from last year coming back to play each other. That, FSU's brought in three transfers. Cypress, who's a cornerback, uh, Keon Coleman, who's a receiver, and then uh, Dejan Vela, tight end. But uh, Jordan Travis and uh, Jared Hurst, um, they're both coming back. I think Jordan Travis, Travis is a beast. I, I think Florida State has a good shot, and I do think it matters that Smith is sitting out for LSU. If Smith was not having to sit the game, he was their most productive defensive guy last year. Well, here's the thing is this, and I guarantee you they've been singing their, singing this to them. It has to be presumptuous for a minute that Florida State does get by LSU, which, again, I'm predicting they do. If you look down through their schedule, barring an injury, they play Clemson on the 23rd of September, and after that they should steamroll all the way up to Florida last game of the year. The schedule sets up for Florida State. LSU's got a gauntlet. They have a gauntlet every year. They have to play a lot of sleeper teams. Who? Florida State? No, 
Oh, yeah, play absolutely. Auburn. You got to think about, you know, playing the Arkansas, playing the Auburn. Alabama, Miami, Auburn, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, and then you've got Mississippi State. All those teams can beat LSU. Yeah, so. In Florida, and they have to play Florida every year. So my point. Florida's not the team that they were in the past, but you never know. It's a crapshoot sometimes. So, so my point being is for this, you know, you always talk about looking past games. I don't think they're looking past the next game, but most of them play a patsy in week two. LSU's going, look at our schedule. What have we got to do? Florida State's going, we win this game, we've got one more game to win, and we're, we're in the conversation. So it's, it's again, I think that's the perceptions are different. Loses, it could be. It could that's, why, right? that's why Florida beats them undefeated last right. game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, that's why I think, I think Florida State wins this game. I think that LSU, being a loser, they're going to end up winning out the, the West. rest of their games. If they win the West, both teams are in the top four at the end of the season. Well, they still got to play the SEC championship game. So they'd have to go over and play Georgia, most likely. So yes. are you saying they beat them, too? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. there's your prediction. That's the prediction right there. I, I don't have Georgia in my final four. Okay. Well, it's good. Who's probably the only person in the world that doesn't have them in my oh, final four. Yeah, no kidding. I know, but they still got to win. So they still have to win the SEC championship. And I think that I, Landon's going to love this. I think they're at Tennessee is going to beat Georgia. That's, that's on my list. Are they in Knoxville? Yeah. Huh? They are in Knoxville. I think Georgia wins the East, but I think Tennessee. So who does beats Tennessee Georgia. lose to? Somebody oh, else. No. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee loses to somebody else. Exactly. So, so moving on. Let's. I say LSU. I'm a chopper. We got three LSU. We got two Florida State. Yeah, hey, whatever. All y'all that I'm say LSU. Florida State. I mean, I'm on y'all's side. I hate Florida State. I root against every team that plays Florida State. So I'm hoping LSU wins. I just don't think it's going to happen. Moving on to the game of the week. The reason why it's game of the week is not because they're the two powerhouse teams playing, but because College Game Day is going to be there, baby. Yeah. I wanted to go to this. Neutral site. Ah, it's not really. I wanted it's halfway between both. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to this game or go to college game day, and I was gonna wake up early, drive there. But I am a soccer dad now. I know how these <laughs> soccer dads feel, and my daughter has a freaking game in, in Augusta, Georgia. Hey, oh, hey, man. and you will miss it when it's gone. Uh, yep. Just remember that. <laughs> I'm not happy about this <laughs> because I've been planning on going to college game day since they announced that they were going to be there. And then all of a sudden, Anthony, the freaking owner of MJ's, who's my daughter's coach, is like, oh, yeah, we have a game in Augusta. Uh, whatever. It's all his fault. All his fault. That being, that being said, let's talk about this Carolina Gamecocks versus Carolina Tar Heels. Can there I say go. that? Is that okay? That's okay. Yeah. All right, so. I'm okay with that one. And the, the, oh, go ahead. What? The last time Drake May played there, he'd like to forget it. So my man, Rebel here, thinks that Drake May is going to be in the Heisman conversation. Uh -huh. they, they've, ar they've already had a couple of folks who have projected him to win it um, over. Oh, Lord. <laughs> our Bonix um, aficionado over here. Here's what, I, here's what I would tell you about this game, having some vestment in both teams. You know, one, living in Columbia, I've got season tickets to the Gamecocks. I graduated from North Carolina. My daughter goes to South Carolina. It's, it's, it, there's, there, I'm, I'm very vested in both teams. 
Here's what I don't want to happen is what happened last year, and that was whoever wins this game for it to put them behind the eight ball when we get behind the end of the season. So last year, South Carolina won this game. North Carolina, until they ran into NC State last game of the year, this this was going to hurt them in terms of who was going to get it, who was going to win the ACC and different things like that. So my thing is this is that right now the spread on this, I mean the total points on this game is 64 and a half. I think that is a load of garbage. I think both teams' defense is what's in question. The offenses aren't. I could see this being a 63-56 shootout kind of game. Who comes out on top? North Carolina's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Charlotte right now. Yep. I don't know. If you held a gun to me and said, who's going to win the game? i got to gamble on them. I'm going to bet on the Hills just because they've got more returners coming back. Um, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, having, again, both teams that I watch, enjoy watching, I just don't want this first game of the year to hurt them in week 12, week 13 when they're in consideration. If South Carolina is going to lose to North Carolina, don't let it be the only game they lose until they get to Clemson. If North Carolina is going to lose, don't let it be the only game they lose to the end of the year. Just let the better team win. That's all I want. <laughs> so who's the better team there, uh, Cheeks? I don't think it's going to be Drake May and his boys. I think Drake May is going in there, and I think he's going to shudder from what happened to him last year and how he lost so badly. I think I really think in my heart of hearts, that the Gamecocks are going to beat the Tar Heels. Always so much feeling in there. I, mean, I do. And you, look you how that got me through. My, that got me through my TCU all last year. It did. So, so, so South Carolina run the table, is that what you're saying? I'm saying South Carolina is going to win. No, I'm they're not going to win. Or, <laughs> no, they are not going to pull TCU. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're with Chicks on this chopper. What's going yeah. on? South Carolina all the way. I think they come in hot. Here's the question. He's been running for his life all Here, here's, here's, the, here's the question that is a question of a lot of teams. You're right. They finished the year hot. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. They returned seven starters. Seven starters. So that being said, are the guys behind the guys who just left as able and willing to do what was happening when we got to December last year? And if they are, South Carolina's going to have some fun. I think Beamer Ball is all but over with this season. Oh, for the wow. Oh, no, it's a blasphemy. The reason why I say that, like she said, offensive line is going to be struggling. In this game, probably not because because Tar Heels are not going to have the defense that that uh, Mississippi State, that uh, any SEC team is going to have, right? Georgia. Even if, Yeah, Georgia. So this is going to be a shootout. It depends upon which team has – the most ability, or the, the this, ability to throw this, the ball and pass it, right? This Spencer Rattler has the ability to do that, but he's been running for his life because of that offensive line. They don't have a running game whatsoever, and when it comes to a running defense to, to stop a running on the opposite team, my, Tar Heels are going to be run right through them no matter my, what as well. My projection on this game is it's going to be one of those games that's fun to watch, it's entertaining. Whoever has the ball last has a chance to win. It's going to be like that App State versus North Carolina. Yeah, right, 64-62 overtime kind of stuff. And I can see oh, that geez. happening, but the rest of the season, Beamer Ball's done. I'm sorry to say it. 
looking at this team, I just don't see them being a team that's going to have more than like five wins. Ooh. And the gauntlet has been laid down. <laughs> oh, I just made a quick list of who's going to hate him. upset the SEC because they do it every year. Who are they going to upset? Ah, I don't think they're going to have an upset this year. I don't see it. Florida, maybe they might because they're playing here in, in, in South Carolina. That's an upset? That's not an upset, but that's, that's really bad. I'm going to say this. Georgia. Because they play here and they always play them well here, depending on what Georgia's quarterback, yep. new quarterback yep. got. Because there for a while, oh, yeah. when they played Georgia, the, the margin of victory was five points for like yep. eight, nine years in a row. It didn't matter if they were good, bad, or yep. indifferent. So yeah. I'm picking that for my upset too. Ah, yeah. It'd be fun. They'll burn yeah. the city down. If, <laughs> if South Carolina upsets Georgia, that could take, could take Georgia out of the SEC. But no, that's done. They're done. I, hey, guess who else plays Georgia early in the season? Typically does not play Georgia early in the season. Auburn? Auburn. Okay. But do you think Auburn has Do you think Auburn has a, has a snowball's chance in hell? Yes. To beat them? Because <laughs> wow. you are a homer. Peyton Thorne. Okay. From Michigan State. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jarquez Hunter, the backfield. Veteran coming back, running back, strong receivers. Listen, in October, I God, God, I hope and so. We'll be talking about them in October. I, I hope so, and I hope that portal works very well for you guys, because that'll make the West very interesting. Yes. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the final major question of the of the week that I wanted to come up with, and that's this: Do you think there's any teams this week outside of what we already talked about? Any teams this weekend that may that are in the top 25, or let's say the top 15, right, that may have a loss to one of these under-crap, these Who's on upset alert? Who's, Who's on, on upset alert, alert? So in the top it, 25? Yeah, if you have one, speak your piece right now. If not, no big deal. I just wanted to ask that question because we already went over a bunch. I said that Duke might beat Clemson. I said that Florida might beat Utah. I've, I've got two. I've you got two. two. Okay. One, is, one is just because everybody's going to. Everybody is so hyped on it. There's been That's so much mine. talk about it. I know it. It's can can Dion make Colorado yep, who they are? We're going to find out early. But my legit upset. Who are they playing though? I can't TCU. Remember. TCU. Are they playing TCU? At TCU. At TCU. is not the team but, we're You know me, guys. I'm, I'm an App State guy. I pay probably more attention to the group of five schools more than anybody does at this table. The upset alert is Tulane, who is ranked 24th in the country, plays South Alabama. South Alabama can play some football. That's my upset alert. If there's one in the top 25, it's South Alabama beats Tulane. Okay, what do you got for me, Cheeks? Mine's uh, TCU and Colorado, and I'm a little worried about TCU because Max left, but Max Dugan's not doing anything right now, so I'd like to see him undercover be a fake player and come back to TCU <laughs> since he got cut by the Chargers and has nothing better to do right now. That would be sad. Do you have one for me, Chief? You know, it's funny. I was looking, and I there were two. I don't feel that these are going to happen, but I thought if I was trying to pick two likely games, FSU upsets, uh, LSU. Yeah, upset. but that's not that's an upset because they're closely it's a close ranked. Game. Colorado upsets TCU. See? Okay. 
And I just don't see Colorado. But there's a possibility. Well, you don't know. They've only got what? Ten returners coming back on the And Chandler Morris is the the, um, the quarterback for TCU. Last year he threw for 145 yards. That's all he did. The yeah. previous year he threw for 675 yards. Okay. So he's uh, he's dusty. Okay. Where is that game? At TCU. At TCU. Yeah. So who's yours? If there's a, if there's an upset pick, who do you think it is? It's a possibility, then. I mean, nobody – you can roll the dice. Sorry, it's a fairy tale. It, it is, but, I mean, at that point, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, a lot of stock will be put in the Circumstantial. It isn't one of those of like somebody did something stupid. It's more of an unfortunate. Otani for the Angels. He's a pitcher. Oh yeah. He's he's an outfielder. Yeah. I mean, he's in the Cy Young conversation every year. He's in the MVP conversation this year. He's in a contract year. They were saying he's about to sign, hands down, the wealthiest baseball contract of all time. 
and he now needs Tommy John surgery for the second time in his career in a contract year. Everybody will tell you this is a good dude. He gives back to the community. He's Everybody's saying he's the next Babe Ruth based off of the talent that he has. And it's just one of those things of circumstances have not gone in his favor because, quite frankly, I think he plays for a crappy team. And so they keep running him out there to try to keep butts in the seats. And so my point being with that is unfortunate health-wise, but if there's anybody that could come back from it for a second time, be, be somebody we're talking about 20 years from now, it's that guy. But you know what? Sometimes life is unfair. What the fuck? What the fuck? Last call. You heard it. Yep. Our lady candy over there said it. And uh, I just wanted to get y'all's take on this, okay? Where do you prefer to watch a really, like, any big game? Do you prefer home, bar, at the game? What's your thoughts? Cheeks, give it to me. Mine is wherever my friends are. Oh, I don't care nice. if it's at home. I don't care if it's at a bar. I just want to be with like-minded people that I can enjoy the experience with. Home is where my friends are. That yeah. You feel the same way? Yeah. Okay. What about you, I uh, like Chief? I like watching Chiefs. At, at MJ's Bar and Grill? I'm an experienced guy. Okay. I want to be there for the tailgate. I want to be there for game day. I want to be there with 40,000 of my closest friends. At I want to go baby. to the bar after the game to celebrate. That's me. I want to be at the game. I want to take it all in. When there's a big game such as the Hail Mary last year at State Troy, I was there. I will always be able to say I saw it with my own eyes. That being said, to Cheeks' point and everybody else at the table, if I'm not, let me be there with like-minded people. There's nothing worse than being in a room with people rooting for the team other that who is playing your team and being obnoxious. Right. I, I tend to not like them for a while after that. That's just me. I, that's probably just me being an a-hole. That's okay. But at the end of the day, I want to be around some people so you celebrate together. Yeah. You, you drink beer to drink your sorrows together. Yeah. I would rather have the experience, but if I can't be there and enjoy it, just put me around people that are thinking the same way I am. Okay, so I love Within reason, within reason, you know, after the game an hour later, you're still needling the crap out of me. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Just shut up. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So, you guys will see me on Thursday night at my favorite place to watch a game. And that's MJ's Bar and Grill, baby. <laughs> that's it. All right. So, anyway, let's go and wrap this show up. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Guys of the Bar Talking Sports. Sports.